podcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. Welcome back to the show. Oh, we're back. Gen Extra fans. Oh, yeah, so if you... If you're, uh, what was that? <laughs> I forgot to I forgot to stop the track. Uh, oh, yeah, if you're yeah. Uh, if you're new to the show, thanks for checking us out. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. All right, so Joe, we have and, uh, and that's the show. And that's the show. It's good to see you guys. Talk to Thank you. you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> see, talk to you next week. <laughs> Fifty seconds. <laughs> well, we just we just didn't have anything to talk about this week, right? No, we just want to say hi. Uh, no, actually, we do have some stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah. We have. We just talked about it before we hit record, and I completely forgot already. I blanked. Um, let's see. Well, oh, we found a news. I remember. Yeah. I remember some of them. Yeah. I fe- okay, you, you start, because I'm looking through my notes again. Okay. Well, I think uh, we've got three or four things this week. That I, we're going to start off with growing up Catholic, the funny side. Yeah, I was going to say, we Catholic. better clarify. Uh, this yeah. is not going to be like a preachy thing. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, no, I just, uh, actually the reason that that even came up in conversation with this is because Christmas is on a Sunday this year, which obviously happens like every, you know, what's like six or seven years that it comes back, but right. Whatever the math is. I don't know what the math is either. Yeah. I was curious as far as like when you, cause I don't remember like when you have a Sunday Christmas, cause normally if it's on like a whatever day, like a Wednesday, yeah, you still have to go to Christmas mass. And then, or, or Christmas Eve, whichever I guess you decide to do. Again, this is, if, you're, if you didn't grow up Catholic, may, maybe you'll learn something that uh, we're going to talk about. But you would always then have to go back again. Oh, yeah. Like Sunday. So I was wondering, like, when there's Christmas on Sunday, do they have, like, is that, like, your free, your free year that you don't have it, to go twice count. that week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, it does. Because I remember what you're talking about. Because uh, when, we were, when we were growing up, I remember having to you would get the double whammy, right? And it, when it landed on Saturday or Sunday, don't forget, in the Catholic Church, Saturdays often counted as Sundays. <laughs> they did, yeah, yeah, because you go to Saturday Mass, which is always like later in the in the evening, I believe it was. Yeah, I love how the, the, it was like, well, if you can make that late Saturday Mass, if it you counts. were Catholic, it that counts. slides <laughs> into Sunday. That just slides right in, so you can sleep in on Sunday. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to get into all that here in a little bit. Yeah. The uh, other thing we're going to talk I found a funny news story about a guy uh, who got a ticket going through the HOV lane. And I've often had this idea, but he went like further with it. Uh, I will yes, talk I about mean, this story, this story does come up every so often, but this one is, is rather is funnier for a specific reason. Yeah. We'll talk about that. And if we have time, I will get to a article I found. Cause we've been doing a lot of the Gen Z word of the days. Uh, so I, I found this article and it said, uh, words from boomers or terms or phrases that Gen Z will have no idea what they mean. So I thought it'd be kind of a funny, like backwards way to look at it. And yeah, so before we get into all that, I had a couple quick things I want to talk about. I I had a busy week since last time we recorded. I I had a Pittsburgh or a wedding in Pittsburgh and we had a Christmas party last night with some friends. But one thing I want to mention about like the, the Pittsburgh wedding is not specifically about this wedding, but uh, I was doing video and Mm -hmm. I don't remember if I brought this up before, but I've I've noticed this over the years of doing photography, and I mean this in like in the in the best way. I'm just observing. Uh, okay. Just observing. I, lo- I love how you're patting this one a little bit. I can't wait to hear what it is. But yeah, because I don't want to like I don't want to feel like it's like an insult in any way. Yeah, yeah. But the the entire industry, you know, years ago in in photography was very male centric. Like it was, I feel like it was dominated by males. Oh, I, uh, I mean, when we were kids, I think, I think every single photographer that we went to, whether it was like the, whether that was the high school photographer coming up or if my parents needed to get pictures. Yeah. Always a guy. It was always, uh, as far as I remember, it was almost always a guy. Yeah. And in, in the past, like, you know, decade or more, women have just like taken this They've just grabbed a hold of photography, yeah, and just they've just 
made their way into the field, which I think is amazing because, you know, it's sort of like the barrier to entry to photography. I mean, trust me, it can cost a lot to like to really Mm -hmm. get into it. Uh, But really, like you can, if you have a half decent camera and a half decent lens, like, you know, for a minimal, you know, investment, you can start taking pictures. You may not be very good at it yet. I wasn't. Everybody has to start somewhere, sure. right? And and you do like your your whole your gear bag changes over the years, and you know you're just you know your style. But anyway, I could geek one on about that. But anyway, uh, what I've noticed though is like all like all of my photographer friends, mm-hmm. they're all girls. When I when I video a wedding, they're always going to have a photographer there. And when I video, I have never videoed a wedding with a male photographer. Like, really? No, never. Huh. Yeah, so, so that and the numbers really have I mean this is clearly not 1988 anymore. No. No, so I think it's really cool that uh you know Yeah, it, it is awesome. Like the, the this opportunity has opened up and you know I don't know if girls are just more creative than guys or like like but they they excel man like they're they're great photographers. I've worked with a lot of really amazing you know women photographers. And but yeah. I, I don't know if it's like I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know if the guys are getting like phased out or if guys have just kind of pulled back the reins like am i am i like in in a league of my own anymore well i wonder i wonder if uh you know our location perhaps northwest pennsylvania maybe it took maybe if you take the broader number the numbers are a little more even across the board but especially like uh you know where we came from you know maybe the numbers are only started to catch up the last 10 or 15 years. I don't know because we only have a very small slice of, we only have a very small slice that we kind of anecdotally look at. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. But it's good to see though. It's, it's a very good thing. It's a great thing to see. I, I mean, my, our wedding, our, uh, our wedding photographer was uh, was a woman. I have two acquaintances that I knew, uh, that I went to, uh, that I went to college with who started part-time photography, both women, so there is definitely kind of the, the coin has flipped at least from the visibility from uh, from my perspective. Yeah, and it it is really interesting to see because because you're right because when I think back to getting all of those high school pictures and all those and senior pictures and all everything, dudes. it was all dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No. It was it was it was oops all dudes. It was you know? oops all dudes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But funny enough though too, like the the videography side of things. I have never worked with a woman videographer. I know they're out there, but I've never, I, that seems to still be like kind of heavy in like the male side of things. I don't know why. It's just weird. Like, I don't understand it. So I just thought it'd be it, interesting to bring up, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's you're, not. You're right. I don't, no, no, you're right. What, I wonder what, uh, it, I wonder like photography, maybe it just kind of go, is going through its own uh, demographic swing, right? And it just happens to be on one side of the pendulum right now. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it's something to do because I feel like maybe, maybe it started like I said with that with that minimal barrier to entry. You know, maybe like maybe it was like stay at home moms or something, and they're like, oh, like I could do this like a little weekend warrior gig. You know, like maybe shoot a couple weddings, make a few bucks, and then well, that the gig, always snowballs though. Like it just the turns gig into a economy is a lot bigger now. Yeah, I mean, just in terms of just in terms of accessibility and people's ability to get into it, that kind of gig economy is a lot bigger now than say it was. 20, 30 years ago. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, like, you know, to take on photography 30 years ago, uh, it was a lot different because you, you actually had to really, really understand your settings and F stops and ISOs and films and speeds. And like, and, and there wasn't an instant gratification of like, Oh, I nailed my exposure or this looks amazing. Oh, that's a great point. Right. Yeah. A, there is, more barriers to entry in that case because you almost have to come from a background that already understands that yeah exactly yeah so i think now with with digital cameras even like as far as they've come especially the new ones the mirrorless ones dude some of the features on the things like like is taking away some of the things i would have said that were challenging to kind of learn at first and just made them like automatic (laughs) so yeah it's really you know, it kind of comes down to like, okay, the camera can do a really good job at focusing now and, you know, get a nice mm-hmm. lens. And it really comes down to like your creativity as far as, you know, posing people and lighting and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I think it's really just kind of uh, just open the market up 
you know, if you're willing to invest a few grand into a camera or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you could, you know, it's definitely a, a viable, a viable thing. I don't know if, I feel like the market has gotten like more saturated in general. Uh, over the years, so you definitely well, gotta... that's what you get with with you get when you when you when you open up a market to approach more approachability, more accessibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you tend to run into a little bit more saturation. So you get more more people in the market, more people competing. But also the good news is is you have everybody from all walks of life getting into it. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, from my observation, uh, it's a lot of girls. <laughs> I don't have like I have like I have like one like male videographer friend like. And my one photographer's husband, he does video too. But yeah, not a lot of dudes in this area that I've noticed. Except me. So so you're you're now the Lone Ranger apparently? I feel like yes. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I'm I'm in the minority of, of this area for uh uh male videographer male uh, photographers. So but yeah, we don't need to talk about that all episode. I just just wanted to bring it up. And before we get into our actual episode here, I also mentioned who we went to a Christmas party last night. Okay. And I texted you this earlier. I'm like, I, I, I couldn't help but notice this. And I've noticed it before, but for some reason it stuck out to me last night. When you go to a party, and I hope you've experienced this so you can at least, you know, agree with what I'm about to say. I'm, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Hit, hit it. Hit me with it. Uh, every, like, you, let's say you go to, you walk in and, and you, uh, uh, somebody's got something that they had made and you try it and you're like, hey, this is really good. Then they have to go into the like, oh, it's super easy. And then they, they, <laughs> they start telling you the whole ingredient list and the process and how they made it. Have you ever experienced this? Yeah. It's, just, it's yeah, so I funny mean, to I, me. I have. I have. And it's also ever, anyone who you know, knows me more than like just an acquaintance it probably knows that I, I, don't, I don't cook or anything like that. In, you know, I don't do, I, I, I just, just, I just don't cook. And I've had, I've been in that situation where somebody's like going through the ingredients and how to put it together for me in the back of my mind. I'm like, I will never make this. Well, it's just so funny because, uh, like, okay, let's say like you had like, like, oh my God, dude, like this banana bread is so good. Like, yeah, it's super easy to make, man. It's just like two or three medium bananas, third cup of butter, little teaspoon <laughs> of baking soda. You know, you put like a little pinch of salt in it. You do like about three quarters of a cup of sugar, uh, an egg, you know, a little vanilla extract. And there's going like through the, through the whole know. process. And I'm like, I don't need to know all this. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, you could have stopped at bananas. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some bananas or like. <laughs> well, and I think because what happens is like, every once in a they're while proud. in they're that proud. conversation. Yeah. they're Right. And, and people should be like, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if you could, I can't cook. So if somebody can more power to them, that's awesome. Uh, but also, they they do run into the people every once in a while who are super interested in the recipe. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I have actually, I am also guilty of this too. But it is when something is super simple. Yeah. When they're like, oh, this dip is really good. I'm like, oh, dude. I'm like, it's so easy. Like, you just, <laughs> you take a can of, can of pinto beans, some corn, you know, a little vinegar, a little simple sugar. And uh, I'm like, you know, Bob's your uncle. There you go. Like, boom, 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 done. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why people feel the need to do that. Like, I'm guilty of it too. I've done it, but yeah, but it's just, it's funny. There, it's funny to see it, like when it happens. There is kind of um, when you don't when you don't cook. Like, I don't. I mean, I, I say I don't. Oh, cook. your, your I mean, eyes just like, gloss over. <laughs> well, I mean that that happens, but right. also you that the good part is that you don't. You usually avoid accidentally doing that. Not not that it's a bad thing. I shouldn't say it that way because it's not a bad thing. Telling somebody else a recipe is not a bad thing. But I've never been guilty of hitting somebody up with my special banana bread recipe. No. Because I'm not sure what's in banana bread. What about your famous uh, meat and cheese tray? Okay, well, <laughs> first you get in your car. Right. You drive to the then store. you drive to your favorite uh, supermarket. Mm-hmm. Like pulling the uh, Wegmans. Pulling, like up here, it'd probably be Wegmans. Walk in, go to the meat and cheese section. But don't just buy the first one you see. You know, look them over because they usually have different varieties and you may find one that is more appropriate to either the group See, or the kinds of things that you like. Th- this is a conversation I think that could absolutely happen. <laughs> See, like just yeah, even, the, right. even your process on picking out the cheese. <laughs> and sometimes with meat and cheese trays, you got to go with what you got to go with the safe option. Because sometimes they have meat and cheese trays that have some more exotic things in them. 
but if your but if your group is not really like into the exotic meats and cheeses, you got to play it basic, like your cheddars, you know, your pepperonis, right? But if you've got a different crowd, then you might get something else. Yeah. Do you remember we had that uh, get together at your house, and I brought I brought like beef jerky and it was like some I don't even remember what it was, but there were a couple of different meats. Yeah. And I brought those smoked cheeses. Oh yeah. You remember those? They made your yes. whole basement smell like smoked cheese. Oh, that, I mean, it's probably a that's probably an upgrade. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very pungent uh, uh, treat if it's just sitting it's, around. They were good, though. I mean, they were delicious, by the way. Yeah, I remember when your wife walked down. She's like, it stinks down here like cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. It's, it's not us. It's not us. It's yeah. just the cheese. I think we eventually ended up putting the cap back on it. Or the I think we did. We had to cover it up with some tinfoil or something, trying yeah. to keep the aroma down. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, hey, hey, smoked cheeses are still delicious. Don't get me wrong. Oh, they are. Dude, I, I love a good smoked Swiss. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Let's uh, let's actually get into this uh, episode here. We rambled for fifteen minutes. Uh, let's see. What do you want to do first? The uh, the article on HuffPost with the with the HOV guy. I think I think since it's fresh in my mind right now, mm-hmm. uh, I think we should go with the funny moments growing up Catholic. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> I felt like we already did that. Okay. Yeah, yeah we started. We, we started this, talking right? about. Yeah, we, we got into it a little bit. Uh, yeah, so uh, if you're listening and you don't know, Joe and I did both grow up uh, Catholic. And the, again, this is in no way like poking fun at Catholicism right. or any religions. Uh, just just our observations, you know, growing it's, up in, in, in that. Uh, it's our funny called. observations and memeable moments from, from being Catholic. Yes. So, yeah, you... Uh, you, were you an altar server as well? I, th- I think you were. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We both, because you and I are very, very close in age, and I remember. I, I, this is actually kind of funny. I remember signing up to be an altar server for one reason. What was that? And it it wasn't because I was like really excited about altar serving, right? It was because I, when I was younger, I had convinced myself that if I was an altar server, mass would be shorter. No, it's worse. I mean, it does give you something to do, I guess, but... That's, right, that was my strategy, right? It was like, I will be an altar server because I will give me something to do. Little did that I find out that you still do a lot of sitting. You do, a lot of sitting and kneeling, standing, kneeling, standing, sitting. Standing, (laughs) kneeling. Except when you're an altar server, every once in a while, you have to, like, disappear into a little room and grab something. Oh, yeah, yeah, when you gotta go and get the uh, the, the hosts, uh, or the one, yeah, Uh, but... Oh my god! Yeah, I I have certain things. I'll let you go first, but I have like a certain thing. Okay. That that have it's funny. I've actually talked about this before with somebody else, so I'm excited to bring it to the show. So you go first. What do you remember about you know growing well, uh, growing up in in that world? Here's the here's the one that always gets me, and and I think it's still a classic today. I think one of the things you have to kind of laugh at yourself about or just just in, enjoy when you're growing up Catholic is the fact that mass. Is what mass is whatever we ever want to call it. Mass is what the Catholics call their their service. Yeah, um, is pretty much exercise. It's it's a light form of exercise because you stand up, you sit down, you right. kneel, right? Then you stand up, then you kneel again, then you sit, then you stand up, then you right, then you shake hands, and you spin around, then you walk, then you walk down the <laughs> aisle. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, were you a uh, were you a tongue out? Host receiver or hands, oh, hands out? Oh, the tongue out host receiver. Okay. <laughs> I know. Okay. No offense so, to those people, but it was a little yeah. weird. But okay. When you're like eight years old, right? I know. Or 10 or 12 or 15, and you see like half the congregation going up to the priest and going, ah. I know. It's so weird. <laughs> like they're sticking their tongue out. Imagine, okay. Like I know the priest is doing his duty as the priest, but is there some part of him? Because he is just a dude. He's a man. Yeah. Is there a part of him that doesn't really want to do that part? Right. Yeah, right. He's like, I know, right. Exactly. He wants to do it because he's the priest, but also at the same time, is he like, uh. Like, do you think he ever really like, like has part. to fight off making a face as he's like, he's like, ugh. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, right? I know. Like, it, it's so it weird. has to be. It has to be. There has to be moments or there have to be stories told by priests who are just like, this is a thing that happened, right? Or I did not want to see that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like someone just opening, like, I, if you, we're like, hey, can I have a piece? Of, can I have a Dorito? And you just stuck your tongue out at me. Like, I don't think I could put it in your mouth. Like, so uh, props I, to them for doing that over and over and over again, like every Sunday. 
but it was a weird thing to see. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't, like I'm, I'm just envisioning it now. <laughs> like I remember it. Here's oh, what'd here's you a funny one. What'd you find? In the Catholic Church, how many symbol uh, symbols? How many syllables does the word Gloria have? <laughs> the the answer is like probably around twenty. Oh, because the way they have to like put it into songs. You mean? Yes. Yeah. Right. Every song is like Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I feel terrible. Even like I feel like we're poking fun at it. No, we did this. Don't <laughs> forget, know. we had to do this. I know. I know. Oh my God. Yeah. And I just want to go like through the through the rest of the process of communion. If if you didn't grow up as a Catholic in a Catholic church, yeah, you would you would go up and and get your uh, the the host, which was the body of Christ, and yep, and then you would turn the corner, and there was someone uh, down the next aisle with a cup of wine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. which would be the blood of Christ, and then you would you know take a sip, and they'd wipe the rim off. But I always thought that was a little bit bizarre to drink. Oh, yeah. To drink after 75 people out of the same cup. Like, I get it. They're wiping it off, but come on. I think everybody who's Catholic, or, or, or even, it's not only, Catholics are not the only ones that do that either. Anybody that has, does the the the, the body and blood of Christ tradition in their you know, in their church. I think that has to go through their minds, right? They'd have to. Yeah. It has to go through your mind. It has to be a thought. I mean, at least they're making the effort. They're wiping it off. They turn a little bit, but eventually that cup's going to come back around and you're, and you're getting some potential, you know, germs. I don't know. It's just weird. Do you remember the first time you drank the wine when you were allowed to? Like it was kind yeah. of, it was exciting it, almost. Yeah. And it was kind of, I, I didn't, I actually didn't, I didn't, I never took the wine that often. It was, had to be a very special occasion for me to do so. But I do remember like the first time and I was just like, uh, it was never, it was always like what, it was a very big letdown, honestly. Oh, cause yeah. Yeah. Church wine. Yeah. It's yeah, not, it's it's not great. Wine. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. It's like basically slightly darker water. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. I mean, our, like our church, I remember we did like, they had like wine. Like it was straight up like bottom shelf wine. I just don't remember anymore. So this is a weird part about that because I have no recollection from really what I thought about the wine because for for like 90% of my life, I stopped doing it. Yeah. I did it like once or twice when I was younger when at, you know, oh, and you then just, I just- You're the one that just kind of like put your hand up, you're like pass by. Oh yeah. If we're, all right. We're talking about, you know, Catholic traditions. You got to do the pass by. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was there a symbol or like a sign that you gave, like a hand gesture? I don't remember. No, you just, you just, kept you just walking. don't make eye contact. You don't make eye contact. Oh, okay. You just pretend like they're not there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a certain point too where like if you haven't, like again, growing up Catholic, if you don't continue the practice and then you go to like a Catholic service of some kind, mm -hmm. there's like a rule or something. There's a certain amount of time or something you haven't done. Uh, that you can't receive communion anymore. I'm at that point because I remember last time we were at something like that. Like if you haven't, you know, done you know, blah, oh, blah, blah okay. in so yeah. long, uh, you know, you have to, <clears throat> excuse me, you go up and you like put your, put your hand on your heart or something like that. Or, or right, so, right. And then you just, you keep going. Like you just go through the motions, but you don't, do, you don't receive anything. Right, right. It's kind of weird. Like just, just sit down. Like you don't, don't even go up at all. Yeah, just, just, just like, because I mean, a good portion, well, at least some portion of, the Sunday service, you, some some people don't get up, some people aren't Catholic, they're just there with their friends, whatever, right? So just stay there. Yeah. What are some other like weird things? I remember, oh, actually, okay, I'll, I'll talk about this one, uh, and then I'm sure you got something else pulled up there. This is always a part of the, especially especially when I was a younger lad, uh, and this I've, I've this conversation I've had with with other Catholics, and it's kind of funny because when I was like you know, 13, 14, 15, and, you know, getting, uh, you know, uh, getting attracted to girls. At, at church? No, 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 just in general. <laughs> but uh, when you were, when it came time for the the sign of peace, when and then you would, you, you reach within like anybody that was in your surrounding area, oh, you shake their hand, the, the, absolutely, the yeah. peace be with you moment. Uh, if I was in like peace be with you range of an attractive young woman, it, again, at the time when I was also, you know, 15. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're like 14, 15 years old, right? I mean, you're going to church and you're hanging out like anybody else is. Yeah, like in the back of my mind, I couldn't help but but think about it. I'm like, I get to shake her hand. You're and like, I'm making 
and this is the week I make my move. Right. <laughs> and I remember like, uh, I would, I'd have my hands like, like, uh, in front of me a little bit. Like I was like making the, the, the prey hands <laughs> and I was like gently, uh, blowing air, like through my hands to make sure they weren't clammy. You're like, don't, don't, don't mess this up. Yeah, don't, don't, mess this up. <laughs> don't mess it up. And I remember I got like, I got peace be with you rejected before. And it was really embarrassing. <laughs> like she's like, <laughs> like looked towards me, just like went the other way. I'm like, oh. no, I'm like, damn it. I, damn it. <laughs> like, I was so close. Oh uh, yeah. I also got rejected too, because when I, I remember one time, like I slid in and I, I was uh, uh, sitting in the pew. It was wide open to my right. And like, I kind of like looked over my shoulder and I saw, I saw this like girl, like my age at the time, like coming up mm -hmm. the aisle. I'm like, Oh, like she's got to sit right beside me. Like, this is exciting. This is my moment. And then when she got up to the aisle, she pulled like a switcheroo with like her old man. <laughs> like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> In church. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, man. It was like, oh, like rejected again. Yeah. And remember, just as a reminder, we're not talking like, in our forties, no, we're no, talking about we're like fifteen, our, yeah, fourteen, exactly. fifteen Mid -teens. years old, you know. <laughs> oh man! But all right. So, what? What? Do you have anything else you're adding? Uh, to this? No, I have. You no, know, I. I, like, I, have I got a whole, so much. We'll have to do them all, but I got so much because right. this, this stuff is all so fresh. Well, and I also I have a my daughter is being refreshed with all this stuff because she's in Sunday school right now. So, oh yeah, I did. Sunday that school. I mean, that was a thing too. Like going to school on Sundays when you're not in school, right? That yeah, was, was always a thing. It was like right like after church. Like, yeah. So not only twice as long. It was like, I remember that dude. Like, uh, we would, you know, cause, cause going to, uh, uh, going to mass on a Sunday afternoon was always kind of annoying enough as a, as a kid. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, cause you're like, like your other friends who, you know, weren't Catholic or didn't practice, you know, they're like, Hey, like we're going to, you know, go, you know, up to on the, Sunday, up to the ball fields. I'm like on I, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's gorgeous outside. I'm like, I can't go. Like I, I, I have, go to church. I yeah. have 11 o'clock mass. And then I have Sunday school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was always disappointing. You know, I mean, again, not like saying like, I still we are not right. We're not saying anything bad about it. We're just laughing at the fact that on Sundays I had the same experience. Like Sundays were pretty much out because I had an hour in church an hour in Sunday school. And then on top of that, if the church was doing something that day, like they were having like a festival or they yeah. were having something in yeah. the hall, you were there for a third hour. Exactly. Yeah. And they like our church always called them bazaars. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. <laughs> it was always a bazaar. Do. I don't know why. Yeah. And they did a lot of bazaars for some reason. They did. Yeah. Lots of bazaars. Uh, why can't they come up with a better name? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so, I have I yeah, have another more, one more. here. I have a, a, another Catholic. Just bring Catholic, up like just fun memories. Catholic moment. <laughs> uh, imagine how disappointed the priest is, right, when he looks out over the church and he sees like the handful of people who are doing the half kneel. Do you remember the half kneel? Oh, where your butt was still on the pew a little bit. Yeah, yeah. behind you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you're not oh. Catholic in the Catholic Church, you have to kneel down at least. It's it's twice. It's twice a um, uh, a, uh, a service, right? But you know, you there's 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 a period in the Catholic Mass where you have to kneel down for about I think it's about like seven to ten minutes or whatever. Yeah, it's a long and, time. Yeah, people start getting uncomfortable, yeah, man. Yeah, and you start. You know, I remember like looking around, looking like left, looking like right, looking at my parents and being like, "All right, I'm just gonna slide this butt back on." Oh no, you, that's a party right? foul. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's my dad immediately looks over. It's like looks at me and he points forward, and I'm like, ah. Mm -hmm. Like my knees hurt. Like, how are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. What what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, my goodness, like you're like you're three times, four times my age. Yeah. How yeah. are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. Yeah, it was uncomfortable, man. I did not enjoy all the kneeling. Oh, there's so much kneeling. I mean, it, there really only is two kneeling uh, occurrences in the mass, but the one of them is longer than the other, and it's the one that like it's the one that really tests your faith. Yeah. Did you ever get church giggles? When something's funny in church and you cannot laugh yeah and your, I, I your whole body's like convulsing like trying not to laugh out loud 
<laughs> I, I have been there, and I don't remember why, because it's been, you know, 100 years at this point. But oh, yes, gosh, no, I, I don't remember why there. either. But it's always something stupid. Like, it's like the like the littlest thing. And yeah. when you when your body can't, like, produce a laugh, and you have to contain it, it hurts, can, man. Like, it's hard. Convulsing all over the place. It is. Then you get in trouble by your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Did you ever have, oh my God. Okay. I think every church has this person where they are, uh, they're like the one per generally an older person. And in my case, it was like an older woman. Yeah. Uh, where she knew, she knew all the songs that they sang and she sang them louder than everybody else in the entire congregation. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yes. <laughs> yes. You had every, every church had their handful or singular loud singer. The, the loud singer, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> so loud. And they they led the congregation. They, they were did. the real leaders of the congregation. They would kick it off, man. Yeah. Yeah, I remember ours. I, I don't want, like, she's actually, she's, you know, had passed away, you know, years ago. Yes, but, right. Yeah, she was definitely the, the loud one uh, in the congregation. Yes. Yeah, sometimes, too, like, they would be, like, they'd be off a little bit, too, when they're singing, like, offbeat. And it kind of oh, bothered yeah. me. Like, I don't know much yeah. about music, but I knew it was wrong. You're like, I, and you could tell as you got a little bit older too, it became easier to pick them out and to know when they were off. And it mm -hmm. became, it gets slightly worse as you get older. Cause you start thinking like, I, it's not that I don't want you to, you know, celebrate the fact that you're here. I just don't want you to sing as loud. Yeah. Just don't sing so loud and so off beat. Like, you're like, <laughs> like a half a beat ahead of everybody. <laughs> you have to wonder too. Like you have to wonder again, getting, remember the, the, the priest is just a person Kind of have to wonder if in the back of their mind they're thinking, I don't know, they don't have to sing that loud. They could just, they could tone it down a little bit. Right. They pull, like, pull her off the end of the mask, like, hey, could you tune that down just a little, like, like, like two notches, just two notches. <laughs> I, I know you really love Christ. Like, yeah. I get it. But, oh, man. Uh, the other thing, too, like, do you remember the, uh, uh, there was a part of the mass where uh, the priest would walk down the aisle and he'd have that, uh, he'd have that holy water microphone looking thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the and, holy water microphone. Yep. Yep. And he would just 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 be whipping holy water at everybody, like left and mm -hmm. right, and just trying to. And and I was always a little bit disappointed when I didn't get like hit with a piece of the holy water. Oh, totally. You're like my whole day is ruined. I know. I'm like, oh great, I, I didn't get any of that. But remember, you had you had to do you had to do what we call the sign of the cross anyway, oh, even I, if he missed. Yeah, yeah. They should they should really uh, ramp that up like a like a super soaker. Or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, it was very inconsistent. It very was. inconsistent. Yeah. But I was always like, oh, like hit my hand. Like I got, I got I some today. Got some. I'm good. I'm holier today. <laughs> <laughs> Hope this lasts me at least 24 hours. Right. <laughs> I've got, I've got one here. Yeah, let's do this another is, one. This is, this is a, this is a, a Catholic I, classic. I, I hope we're not losing people. On this. No, no. We got two. Imagine the parking lot, right? Yeah. Two different versions of the Catholic parking lot. There's normal Sunday parking lot, which has like 10 cars in it. And then there's the Easter Sunday parking lot, which has cars parked on top of each other and cars look driving around looking for a place to go. Oh, man. Dude, okay. That, okay, that that's actually says a lot too because the, the people, the Catholics that don't go to church every Sunday, but they feel like they should definitely go on the particular, you know, yeah. holidays like Easter or, or Christmas. Or Christmas, yep. And holy smokes, man. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, it was just bonkers. People you haven't seen all year. They're, yeah, hey! yeah <laughs> they're at mass that day. Yeah, the, I'm it sure was, the priest has like a name for them. I'm sure that they have something interesting. The, <laughs> Excuse the, me, they uh, call them. There, there is a name for it. There is a name for it. I don't remember what it is. It's like the, the uh, just the holiday Catholics. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the holiday Catholics. I mean, that that could be the just the yeah the the generic name, but I'm sure there's something funny in in the like in the priest community. Oh, I'm sure that they I'm all sure. refer to those people as yeah, the uh, twice a year Catholics, right? right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. I I think I was actually that I was that way for a while too. You know, just only going on holidays. But right. Then, and we're not, again, we're not saying like you should or shouldn't. Like that's not the intention of this. It's just funny because the parking lot is barren. And then Easter Sunday, you can't find a place to park. No, no. Did you, did you prefer like Saturday evening masses or, or did you like the Sunday morning mass? You know, here's how I based, that's a great question. Here's how I based on different stages in my life. I always based on what mass I preferred by how much singing they did in that 
mass. That changed? So, so, well, yeah, because some churches would have, say their chorus would only be there on Sundays, right? So on, like, on the Saturday mass, they didn't have the, the vocal group or the chorus there. So that mass was always quicker, right? Oh. That mass was always faster because it they was. didn't. It was like 45 minutes. Yeah, because they because it wasn't, you know, 18 syllables in the word Gloria, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> right? So growing up, you know, you're always, as a kid, I'm, I'm impatient, right? I just want, I want mass to be over as, as fast as possible. I was always like, if my, if my parents at the time said something like, oh, we're going to Saturday mass, and I knew that the Saturday mass was the one that didn't have the choral group, or at least a smaller one, I was always like, okay, sign me up. Not, I was like, okay, it's not as bad as Sunday. Cause like you would get, sometimes you go to mass on Sundays. And as a kid, you know, you just, again, I'm like, again, I don't know what anyone's opinion on this was, but I was always just like, I'm like, okay, how fast could church be over? Right. And if there was like a huge choral group there, you knew every song was going to be a five and a half minute presentation, right? Like it was just going to be just, they were going to sing each verse like three times and you were just like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Like they'll always display the, the songs that are going to be sang on the board. And you like you open up and you're like, oh no, oh no, not this one. Oh no, not this one. This like oh no, seven pages. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, All right, we should probably. I have. Probably I have move one on. more. Yes. Though. Okay. Let's do one more. One we'll move on. More. You have to. You cannot be Catholic, or you. If you are Catholic, you will recognize this Catholic church goer, uh, and and you might even have these in the other denominations, right? But you have the person who exits immediately after communion i've they go, seen that before they just yep, they don't yep. return to their seat they just slip on out <laughs> yep so if you don't know the context for this when you're catholic you, you taking communion is one of the last things you do in the mass and after that you sit down and then church is over well some catholics get about 90 percent of the way through the mass take their communion and instead like you said instead of going back to their pew they continue straight down the aisle and straight out the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were you ever involved in this? Or did you, did you, oh, yes. Oh, I'm, you were? Just, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Joe. Guilty. <laughs> yep. I, dude, I, I don't think I would have ever been able to get away with that. There's no way. Yeah. Of course, I, I, my, my dad was the, the uh, organist. He, so I couldn't just like leave. You know couldn't I, go. But I'm guilty of it when I was younger and perhaps in college. When I was attending church in college, I would... I had things to do, okay? Yeah. I had homework. Yeah. Hockey to play, perhaps. Video yeah, I, games. I, I was already running late. Yeah. <laughs> From the time you got there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Let's, let's wrap that up. That, that went longer right. than I expected. Oh, my God. That was a fun trip down uh, down memory Ca- lane. Catholic memory lane. Yeah. So, all right. Let's let's uh, let's move into this article that I found. I, yes. I, I'm sorry if you sat through that and you did not find that interesting. It's probably only interesting for... For the Catholics, but it's a heavy Catholic area. So I think also I think if you're if you went to any kind of organized mass or 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 Christian church, some of that will be very familiar to you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure some, a lot of it applies. Uh, so all right, so this is a story I found. Um, we're not making a whole weird news segment out of this; just one story. So the I found this on the Huff Post. It is a uh, Arizona police ticket a driver for carpooling with an inflatable Grinch. <laughs> So, Man, I guess he was really into the holiday spirit. Why would he get a ticket, you ask? Uh, if you've ever been uh, going down the highway and you've seen those HOV lanes, you have to have, like, you have to have a minimum of two people in your car. Right. Which is so weird to me. I don't even, I don't even get that. Like, why is that even like a, I've never taken an HOV lane of you. Uh, I have only been on a, a, a handful of times, less than 10. And it has been when there's like three or four people in the car. It's, Every I time mean, I, I pass by one, they're, them. they're always closed. Like so, I'm assuming they're open at like certain periods of the day. They're, right. Most of them are only open during what, which is traditionally referred to as rush hour. Okay. All right. So if you're driving with more than just yourself, this lane is supposed to speed up your your commute. Is that it? Well, you're being rewarded, right? You're you're being rewarded for carrying more people in your vehicle and not contributing to traffic. That's 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 the reward, right? Is you get on a lane that's specifically reserved for vehicles with two or more people. Okay. And 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 yes, it's basically on your honor, but 
obviously police clearly police are watching it. Yeah, because I often thought too. I'm like, why why would somebody just not put like a uh, like a mannequin or you know just stuff a a shirt with you know something and just make it look like somebody's sitting beside you? And people do, by the way, clearly as as we have found out. Yeah. So the article says this is in Phoenix. Uh, says the Grinch came early for an Arizona driver uh, who tried to pass off an inflatable figure of Dr. Seuss's character as a passenger. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, says the uh, public safety says a state trooper last week noticed a car in a high occupied high o- wait what is it? oh high occupancy high, yeah HOV lane oh that's what that stands for mm-hmm. high, HOV, ocu- high occupancy, occupancy vehicle okay huh look at that. Learn something every day. Uh, with it was a suspicious looking green passenger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, 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 yeah, so yeah, I guess just to sum this up, uh, uh, dude got a ticket, and there's actually a picture of it. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it's it is a it is it legitimately is an inflated Grinch. It's not, it is sitting there in the passenger seat. He's even got one arm up, it's like waving, right. <laughs> Like, that's so funny. I just feel like like this guy did it as a total gag. It was obviously risky to go through the yeah. HOV lane. No and unfortunately, he did get a ticket too, right? Like, they he actually did. ticketed him the full amount, whatever it is, for, for, for attempting to use it. Yeah, I wonder how many of these, not the Grinch, but just how many people, like, a year get ticketed for, for putting something in the front seat that looks like a human. I mean, it has to happen, right? Like, so... What's the rate of I got away with it versus they got me, right? Yeah, I mean they probably never get the exact number of the got away with, you know, got away with the people. But uh, yeah, I'm just curious how many tickets go out every year for for fake passengers. <laughs> you know what I find funny about this in particular too? Like most people who do this, I think, do what you said is that they try to get something that looks human. Right. Yeah. So at a glance, it's more it's much more difficult to tell. Right. Like this is a green inflatable Grinch. It is. It is just it's, a, it, it's, it's a, it is like, there's no it, mistaking it. It is not a human being. Yeah. There's no hat, sunglasses, hair. Like he didn't even try. Right. That's I why, know. It's that's like why a, I think I it was just a gag. Funny, but right. But right. Is it, I, I don't know. Like how serious, like, I don't know. I guess he would legitimately try to get away with it though, because obviously he's been ticketed, but yeah, yeah he didn't even try. I feel like he could have tried harder. He could have tried harder. I feel like the, 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 uh, police officer, that gave him the ticket probably thought it was kind of funny, but just had to do it anyways. Like I, you know, I, I can't let you get away with it, but you know, that was pretty funny. <laughs> well, they, t- I mean, I, I do know, I mean, just from my understanding of the law is that police are pretty strict with the HOV lane tickets. Oh, are uh, they really? Yeah. That, I mean, I've, that, that, at least that's my understanding from speaking with people in like car forums and whatnot. Is it like, don't mess around with the HOV lane. Because not only not only do they almost always have somebody uh, parked there during rush hour to kind of look at the cars as they go by, but they will never let you off the hook. No, I wonder how steep like, the uh, fine is for doing that. You know what? I don't know, but it's probably one of those things that varies. Oh, from like probably state varies to state? Any, yeah. I, I, you go to a place like California stuff where speeding tickets are already bad. Oh, God. You do not want to get something like an HOV fine in like California. Be like $1,000. I, and no joke. People were like, oh, they, they, oh, you got to be joking. No, I actually, I have friends who have gotten speeding tickets in California. They're already monstrous, right? They're already hundreds of dollars more than you would ever pay in Pennsylvania. And then you do something like an, like an HOV fine, probably even worse. Probably. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on from that, Joe. We have about 15 minutes left. I do have that, uh, have that last article I want to go over. But real quick, before we get into that, uh, I gotta bring it up, man. You, you have started watching Game of Thrones. We have not uh, talked about this yet. The saga of what is it? What season are we in? What <laughs> the, season the, are we in? The, in the season show? of Game of Thrones, season five. Yeah, the, the 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 for some reason, and I don't know why, this season has just been all about Game of Thrones. And and you finally convinced me, uh, and I did start Game of Thrones. And I think we have a couple listeners who also started Game of Thrones around the same time, I believe. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, one of our friends, Jackie, she uh, she's actually finished with it. She's done. Wow. She powered through all, it's eight seasons, I believe, right? Well, I mean, as you're probably finding out right now, uh, Game of Thrones leaves you 
really wanting that next episode. So it's yeah. easy to binge, like, because you just get sucked into like, oh, just one more, you know, just one more. But yeah, so she's done. And uh, she actually said she would come on the show at some point. And when you're finished, we should have the great Game of Thrones debate. Yes. Like, and I think that'd be great because she, Carrie came and joined that one too, because she, she finished uh, House of the Dragon and I still haven't finished it yet. Oh, I need to, I need to, before we do that episode. But yeah, so. This is, this is the part where I have to go to you. I'm like, you haven't finished House <laughs> of the Dragon? I know, I know, I'm two episodes away. Yeah, so we're not going to make this like a whole bit, but just your, you know, two minute, you know, how, how are you, how are you taking it so far? You're like, what, almost two seasons in or, or beyond that? No, I, Yes, I'm I'm almost at the end of season two. And I think it's important to remember that it, the, the backstory of this day is Dave has been bugging me to watch Game of Thrones for like like two years now. Yeah, right. It's been a while. And I flat out just couldn't fit it into my schedule. And House of the Dragon came out and it was only one season. So I watched House of the Dragon first. And don't forget, House of the Dragon is a prequel. So my introduction to this world was through House of the Dragon. So I finally on your advice and when house of the dragon was was over which uh which i enjoyed i actually thought it was on the better side of good like i actually thought it was as it was pretty darn good okay so anyway house uh, uh i started finally started game of thrones and you're right absolutely i thought particularly i thought that the writing uh the characters mm -hmm. the way the intrigue so they do something really good in that in the first in the first season that really kind of invites you into the world of game of thrones. And it's like, they kind of introduce the world to you, but they leave a lot of things kind of open, right. To interpret what to, uh, they, uh, how do I say this? They leave a lot of things open, uh, and unclear, right. Even though the, the story is progressing rather smoothly, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of chess pieces on the board. There's a lot of mysteries about the world that you there don't is. understand. Yeah. Cause they, they bounce back and forth between like several different stories that are happening. Uh, which I love that part of the show because you're not just fixated in like one area or one story. Yes. Uh, there's things happening across, you know, the entire continent that they're all leading, you know, closer and closer together. Uh, so it, it, it's fun to kind of just see all the things, you know, progressing. But uh, yeah. So like, what's your take so far? Like how, because my, my argument was initially that game of Thrones was just so much, like you said, the characters are really good. The story, in my opinion, was much better than than House of the Dragon. I think that uh, on that, I think though, I have to be fair to both sides and say it's both sides. It's all you know, it's all the same world. But um, Game of Thrones is is paced, uh, filmed, and directed a bit different than House of the Dragon. It so is. it is. I I don't want to. I I I kind of resist just saying like one is better than the other because game of thrones is more uh just to give some people the background here game of thrones is more during that it was a very tumultuous time in that in that time period of that of that continent and the, and the other continent mm -hmm. so there's a lot more there's a lot more uh underhandedness from like multiple people on multiple sides and there's a lot of action that happens off screen and the story is constantly changing whereas house of the dragon is more of a is more of a is 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 uh, more of a political maneuver between these two major parties in it yeah so it, and it doesn't move as fast like they take their time a little bit at house of the dragon to set up certain sequences and characters probably one of the things i like and also dislike about game of thrones is that occasionally the writing just does something it just does something that would normally take like two or three months to do or, or whatever. Yeah. This is now happening. It. Yeah. Yeah. This is just, this is just now happening now. And, and I, I get why they do that because they have to get through, like the books are obviously a lot more detailed, but my take on it is that I think it's, I think it's excellent. I think it's as good, if not better in some circumstances than house of the dragon, but also there are things that I think it does worse. And that sometimes I think house of, or sorry, Game of Thrones concentrates on too many characters and too many plot points. And I've often found myself watching it going, that was an amazing sequence. Uh, I forget what side they're on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. And, you know, for me, like I said, I've been through it five different times now, the whole, the whole entire that series. That helps. It does, yeah, because I really, like, I have a 
like a really good understanding of, of everything in that show. But I know there's one particular aspect of, of uh, Game of Thrones that you are not a big fan of, and you are not alone in this either, because I didn't love it. Uh, I know Carrie didn't love it. Many, many fans found this storyline. It's, it's to, a little jarring, to be honest. I, I think I know what you're talking about. It's the red woman, the magic woman. Yeah, so without giving anything away to those that still have to see it, House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones are very grounded. Like they're even though they're even though they're fantasy Middle Ages, mm -hmm. they're both they're both very grounded in in their in their physics, in the way that the the in the way that uh, the the world around them is constructed. Like there's not a bunch of wizards and stuff throwing fireballs and things, right? Right. Well, well, the, probably my biggest complaint <laughs> about uh, I, I was right. Who who knows what's going to happen, right? But probably my biggest complaint again. This is just me nitpicking, right? But it kind of was very jarring was that there is this scene where somebody does does something very out of the ordinary that I did not expect to see in the show. It it really took me by surprise and I guess the best way to put it is it's quote unquote magic. Yeah. And I was a little disappointed that they leaned so hard into it because the show is like 90% grounded in terms of like of like yeah, in just terms in of reality. Like the world. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they do this, and I was just like, oh, I don't know where Game of Thrones is going now. Yeah. Is this I mean, not what I thought it was? It doesn't lean too hard on it, but it is definitely a big part of it throughout the entire series. It's, it's like I said, it wasn't my favorite, you know, you know, plot design in this, uh, sure. in this show. But yeah, I, don't know, I guess the more I watched it, the more I was like, okay with it. I just, I still don't love it, but I, I like, I came to just accept it, you know. As, as it was, but well, I, and I'm right. And I'm, the, I'm also seeing this for the first time too. By the time I get to season three or four, it, I may find that it fits in better, but coming from house of the dragon, which was a very grounded political, political version of, uh, game of Thrones. And, and then, and then, re, and then watching game of Thrones up to that point, I was not expecting it, but as I watch it, I may, I may come to accept it more. Yeah. Yeah. You might, you might not. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, there you go. There's our there's our quick uh, you know yep. five minutes on uh, the the Game of Thrones saga, and it will continue. Yes, as as it continues. Yes, indeed. Yes. Uh, so all right, let's uh, let's not, we got like five minutes left. Let's knock out this uh, quick article here. Let's do it. Uh, so again, like I said earlier, uh, we've been doing a lot of the Gen Z word of the day, words of the day. Uh, you know, teaching everybody how to speak, how to speak teen, or how to speak you know Gen Z. Uh, uh, how. How to speak Australian. Right. <laughs> so I found this article and it says, uh, it says boomer slang, 17 phrases that kids these days just don't understand. Man, oh, is this going to be bad for us? Is like, is this going to be all the stuff that we used to say? <sighs> I don't know. Like definitely some of this is stuff we use. Some of it, it was even like old for us. Right. Because this, this is boomer. Boomers. That's still older than us. That's still older than us. Yeah, so uh, I'll just kind of rip through these. We don't need to chew up, you know, too much of this. Uh, but the first one is threads. You remember threads? Threads. Um, yes. Like and, get some new threads? Yeah, another name for clothing. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, we that definitely slipped into our lexicon, too. It did. Uh, as, we were, as we were growing up. So that's relatively familiar. But you're right. Does anyone? I haven't heard that in a while. I feel like I've used it, like, not that long ago. <laughs> well, you and I can. We're, we're given the... Yeah. You know, we're given the we're given the pass, I think, on that one. Yeah. The next one is a gas. You were saying a gas? Having a, a gas? Uh, uh wait, a gassed with no, a T at the no, end? No, no or? T, just a gas. G-A-S. Oh, no. Uh, wait. Someone no, or I... something that's fun. Remember, like, oh. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. This I did not use. This was pre like our slang. No, no that wasn't even us. That no. wasn't even us. It, no. Mm -hmm. No. Next one is hacked off. Yeah. Okay. I never use that either. Uh, yeah, but I've but I've heard it, and I and I and I can't say that I haven't used it. You've used hacked off. Yeah. You mean like 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 hacked off a tree limb? No. This this means what? angry, mad, or upset. Oh no 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 no! I was I thought you meant like like something was hacked off. No, like, that's like the literal like translation of it. No, oh, this is the slang. <laughs> oh okay, I'm like, so what's so weird about that, right? You know, okay. So, so if a guy's like you know at a dinner table and his steak is undercooked and he flips the table over, he's he's hacked off. 
Like no, I would that, never that, use that. Yeah. No, we didn't use that either. We would just say someone like, like he's pissed. Yeah. Or pissed, right? <laughs> uh, flipped a wig. I have used this one. Yeah, to get well, to get very angry. I mean, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely old timey. Um, yeah, oh, it's not in my though, my current you know slang use. Right, right. It's definitely it was definitely in there maybe at one point, uh, but it's still it's still much. Yeah, still these are a lot of these are old older than us. Yeah. So uh, yeah. next one is cat. Uh, a cool guy. So no, dude, that's that's like that's so old. It's classic. Yeah, I remember one of our good friends, Mike. He would use uh, he would use this a lot. Remember? Yes. Like he's a cool cat. You remember? Yeah, that? <laughs> yeah. That was like that was old when we were young. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, groovy. This one still, I think, just lives on. It lives on, and nobody uses it, right? No. No. No one's gonna be like groovy. Like, I don't Groovy. think anybody says it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, I mean, I I don't think, I don't know if I've ever actually used it. But, I'm sure I've used it. I'm sure but, I have. But we know, but yes, you know, we know of it. Yeah. I'm not going to use it now, but I'm sure I have when I was like younger. Uh, let's see. The next one is lay a patch. Have you heard this? I have heard this. And again, you're right. This must be a very boomer oriented phrase because it's, I, I haven't used it much, if at all. Yeah, it's uh, burnouts or black marks from tires on the road. So yes. if you got like a muscle car, it's like, hey, man, lay a patch. I guess that's a thing. Somebody said that. <clears throat> Bur- I mean, burnout, right? Yeah, that's what we would call it. Burnout, yeah. Burnouts. Uh, square, to be uncool. That is old. Don't- yeah, it's, but it's like groovy, right? It kept going. Do people still use square? Don't be a square? I don't think so. I'm not saying, I'm saying it kept going because people still know of it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Next one's what's your bag? Oh, I remember hearing this in like Austin Powers. Yes, maybe. yes, I like, have. What is your it's bag, like I, baby? <laughs> I know because I was like, why have I heard that? But that's why. Yeah, it's the uh, what's your problem? Um, I do not use this either. Uh, what's your pro- you wait just the just that phrase? Yeah, what's your bag? That means what's your problem? Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, not not actual. What's your problem? No, 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 no. That's just what okay. the, yeah, that's what that means. Uh, next one is padiddle. I don't think this is like a slant. I mean, I, I mean, guess. we people said that when when we were driving around, when we were sixteen. I still say it sometimes. Like it's, it's a car with one headlight out. Yeah, it's a padiddle. Yeah, yeah, and you would you would hit the roof of your car. Oh yeah, first you, you would hit. You oh, had, you had padiddle to hit and first smack the, the ceiling of your car. Yeah, yeah. So you could get the point because if you didn't smack the ceiling of the car, you didn't get the point. Yeah, I remember the punch bug or whatever it's called. Like uh, when oh, you see a, yeah. a Volkswagen Beetle, you have to punch your friend. Yeah, you had to be the first person to punch your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally normal things to be doing in a car. Uh, dropped a dime. Do you remember this? I don't remember this. Yeah, I have heard the phrase, but I can't say I've used it. Uh, to make a phone call. That's what that means. Wow, that's that's so boomer-oriented. It really is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is one that just probably makes no sense to a Gen dime? <laughs> Yeah, a dime, now it's 50 cents. It, yeah. If you can even find a payphone. If pay you phone. can find a payphone, yeah. Oh my God, uh, Moo Juice? No idea, no freaking clue. Dan, it's milk. Who calls what? it Moo Juice? Nobody says that. I'm gonna have to ask my dad. Yeah, actually, what, like, I'll, what I'll do is next time I'm over at his house, I'm like, hey, you got any Moo Juice? And just see if he grabs some. <laughs> like, aha! Like you, you do know what that means. Um, he, he'd be like, why did you just say Moo Juice? <laughs> Moo Juice, uh, boob tube. I have, I remember saying yeah, this when I've I was heard younger. It. Yeah, the television. I've heard it, yeah. The boob tube. My goodness. I don't know. All right, there's a couple more, and then we're going to wrap up. Uh, drag. This one, I think I still definitely would use you, now. You mean like, like, oh, life's a drag today. Yeah, Like saying like that? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kicks. Okay, this is not what I thought it was. Uh, well, wait a minute. I mean, because... My when I you say kicks, I think of shoes. That's what I think of too. So this is not that though. It's something done for pleasure. So how, oh. how would you use that? Like uh, oh, oh oh like just for kicks. Okay, just for kicks or you know how, you know yeah exactly. I, I have heard that though. I don't use it in that term, or I've, I don't think I still use it. I don't think I've ever used it that way. No, me neither. Uh, maybe I have. I don't know. I feel like we're in that I, weird like that weird yeah. area. Where we may have used some of these. It's kind of weird. It's almost like that's that's why we do the show. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, last one is uh, Chrome Dome. Do you remember what this means? I've heard that. Yeah, it's bald, right? Yeah, yeah someone was bald. Um, yep. I remember, I remember uh, 
I remember being like uh, subjected to this uh, this slang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You remember that? Yeah. Where Casey, uh, whatever his name was, uh, Casey Jones. Casey Jones referred to one of the turtles as Chrome Dome. Well, there was also, I believe, there was an actual robot turtle. Uh, oh, named Chrome Dome. Yeah, there was a robot turtle named Chrome Dome as well, too. Huh. So there's a lot of background there, or at least when it comes to the turtles, which is probably a whole other discussion. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe we'll do an episode about that, but we won't. <laughs> All right, man, we're just a little over an hour. Let's, uh, you ready to wrap this one up? All right, let's do it. All right, oh, real quick. Yes. We are entering into the Christmas and New Year's, uh, you know, time of the year so have we decided right here on the show joe we need to discuss this real fast are we putting anything out for those or are we taking a break what are we doing well i think <laughs> i i think we had discussed both options and mm -hmm. what we had come up with is that we might put together like a quick call it 20 30 minutes of something okay um maybe a single maybe a single topic or a funny thing that happened something along those lines but i wouldn't expect um oh, a full show a full show for probably a couple of weeks, I think, at this point. Yeah, it'll be after New Year's, probably for another full episode. So uh, hopefully we can put out another little mini-sode for you guys for the holidays. But if we don't, if we get just too wrapped up in, in everything that's happening right now with the, the holidays, I hope everybody has a wonderful Christmas, a safe New Year's. Hopefully we see you soon, but if not, we'll see you after the New Year. So yes, thank you enjoy. guys for checking us out again, and we will talk to you soon. Talk to you next time.